with January now over, another transfer window has officially closed for the mid-season transfer window, and we got tons to talk about today. So as usual, I'm joined with Tony. Tony, how's it going, bro? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Nico? Oh, fuck, you know, man, another week. Can't complain too much. But of course, for this episode, <laughs> we had to bring in someone else because we can't just be me and Tony talking about the transfers. So we brought in friend of the show, soccer guy Jay, to come in and let us know all the moves that happen and what he thinks about them, because I'm sure he's not short on um, profanities, let's say, about some of these players. Jay, how's it going? Good, boys. Glad to be back. Oh, beauty. Well, you know what that means. I believe, Jay, your record is 0-2 against Tony in Name That Player by Their Career Path. But you know what? Today, today's another day. It's a good day to change that record. Um, I, I, And the past few, they've been easy players i'm not gonna say this one's an easy player but let's just say this player has a lot of stops on his resume jesus <laughs> this this is so you just if again you might get it right away tony might get it off the first fucking team because the guy's a fucking weirdly savant at this stuff if only he could use that knowledge for shit that actually matters in real life but All here right. we are it wouldn't be so, on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so the rules of the game are simple i'm gonna name a career path from a player starting with where they started their senior career at any point you can guess and guess a player if you get it right game over you win if you guess the wrong player however what i'm going to do is the the other player gets one extra stop on his career path and a chance to guess then before the game picks up again to kind of keep it fair in case you throw out uh, a guess that's incorrect so are you boys ready let's do it all right, so the first stop on this player's senior career is at Malmo. It's lots of And Tony fucking got it right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would have got it once I said Ajax or Juventus, but just the Malmo, I thought, you know Bro, what? How many, you know what how, many players do you, how many players do you know that play at Malmo? Zero. It's Latin. That's yeah. the only one. <laughs> no, it's what's the only called? one I know. Oh, weren't you guys betting? Remember when didn't Malmo beat Real Madrid last year in Champions League? player well i'm just saying maybe you watch that game maybe you can name a player <laughs> i figure yeah. you're doing this here jay's man you <laughs> you got you know what tony you got it just before me that's exactly who i was thinking <laughs> you, know, you know sweden malmo i don't know i'm just gonna throw it slats <laughs> yeah no, no all right well i guess we'll have to wait till next episode to see next time someone's on to see if tony can get beat um i think tony this brings your record up now to like six and oh on the show, yeah, I think so. Yeah. so fuck. Listen, and I'm not feeding him the answers. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> He's just that <laughs> weird with this stuff. I swear, it's one of his superpowers. But all right, <laughs> let's get. You know what? Not a lot happened this past weekend. FA Cup, things like that. Nothing crazy. What was crazy is the transfer window ending, and a lot of moves happened. A lot took place to shake up not just the prem. But a lot of other leagues got a bit shaken up as well. And TFC made a last-minute deadline deal today, which we can talk about too, which we brought up on last week's show as well. So let's start in Europe. I want to talk the biggest story of this transfer window is how is Chelsea able to spend this much money? I don't understand it. Now, Tony, I know you're a Chelsea fan. Are you happy with the moves they made, knowing that last year when they spent 100 mil on Lukaku, was one of the biggest flops of all time, and now they go out and spend $120 million on a midfielder. They bring in Joao Felix. They bring in Mudrich, who was uh, in a video saying the N-word two years ago. So now they're in, in some hot water with that. Like, what are your fe- How is your feelings on the transfer window from your team? 
to be honest, I like the moves they're making. I mean, even the Enzo Fernandez one that came out, came through today. I mean, that's a big move. It's got young talent with Jao Felix, uh, Mudrik, and Enzo. But I think it doesn't matter how much money you spend, you have that guy, Grand Potter, there, and it's not going to make a difference. You know, his system does not work well for this team. I mean, I like the moves because it does make them younger. And if they can gel, this is going to be a scary team moving forward. Yeah, but Felix is only there alone. Yeah, Felix, yeah, but just... he's had option to buy too. Is there? I didn't. I didn't think there was. I'm, I'm not sure if there is or not. There might be, but either either way, like my thing is, I don't get how teams can spend the kind of money like they're spending on guys like Enzo Fernandez, 120 million euro. Yeah, I I agree. That's this. This not, is a guy I that's imagine. played seven. He's played 17 games for Benfica. That's it. Don't get me wrong. He looks amazing, but 120 million euros. Yeah. Like I don't. Insane. I don't. I don't think he's worth. After what I saw at the World Cup, I don't think he's worth. Well, he won Young money. Player of the Tournament. Like and he had a good still. tournament. I mean, but that's still. what that award gets you. That yeah. that 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 yeah, award alone will will fetch that money. See, but that's the part. Like, okay, I understand. Twenty sixteen was a lot different than now in twenty twenty three. But when Renato Sanchez won the Young Player of the Tournament, in my opinion, he looked better than Enzo Fernandez looked in this past tournament, and he was only sold for thirty five million euros. I know that this is like there's a big inflation in the transfers and stuff, but to go from thirty five to one hundred and twenty, almost a hundred million more, is to me just insane. I thought Renato Sanchez was sold to Bayern before. No, 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 he after. After. Oh, oh no, so I no 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 you're technically right. It was the week before uh the Euros started. Or it was yeah. the same week the Euros started, he was sold for 35 million dollars. Yeah, no, you're correct. But it's like he was still the young player of that tournament, 35 mil. Come on. Like it's so much money. And don't did they learn after Lukaku with that flop for a hundred mil? I don't think you'll flop as much as Luke. I think Lukaku is just that is that's just money laundering to the extreme for Inter and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that was just money laundering over there. And then Inter got him for free right after, right? So So what about Ch- this what about Chelsea's- this Mudrich deal? Mudrick. Mudrick. I think he has potential. Is he worth that much money? Probably not, but like you said, this day and age in the market, it's it's over the top. I never heard of him. Did you guys? Have you guys know who this? Haven't heard of this guy before? I've Chelsea heard good him? things. I've heard good things about him uh, through Shakhtar's runs uh, in Europe last year, because uh, Del Zegri was actually the Brighton coach's coach uh, last season with Shakhtar, and uh, I've heard of him. He's, he's. I think he'll be good. I think you'll get. He'll have like those Arshavin vibes, where like the first few years are gonna be amazing, and it's gonna fall right off, like most Eastern Europeans that play in Europe and England. But I think the potential's there. I mean, he's only, what, 23, 24? So, yeah, with 70 mil. Yeah, over eight years, which is crazy. Did you notice this now with Enzo and him? Eight-year contracts? Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea better hold they pan out. Jay, you ever hear this Mudrick guy? I've never no. heard of him. Yeah, I heard I, of him I, three I, minutes ago when you mentioned his name. Yeah, well, so he, he did break. The, <laughs> he does have the record now this season for fastest clock time in the EPL after his first game. He did clock in as the fastest uh, – fastest time which is pretty impressive don't get me wrong but less impressive is a video that got posted to social media a few years back where it has him rapping the n-word um oh, and, and yeah of course. He, he's he's already got a his representative already came out saying uh mikhailo is deeply sorry for any offense caused by the video posted on his tiktok account last july so 
Um, he's singing the song. No, listen, I get it. But this guy, (laughs) first of all, if this guy didn't have a thick accent and he spoke like in in any type of like just American English, he would be, he looks like the biggest redneck. Like the, he does, the tattoos, he does. tattoos he really on his does. neck, bl- blonde hair. <laughs> Him rapping the N word would be like the least surprising thing of all time if he was American. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. That that these the, these issues already coming up, and you got these guys on eight year deals, and even a player like Felix, who even if it's just alone to the end of the year, could be solid. But I I don't know, man. Chelsea, do you do you really think they can make a top four push, Jay? I, like you think, I, you, think, I, you think they can get? No, no, I think they're 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 just hoping to get in, in get number five. They're hoping they're spending all this money on Europa League. That is what they're doing. I don't think they have a chance in hell. They might, if they're lucky, it might be a conference league. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right, but I think they're spending all this money just just at a, like, you know just a, I think it's more a for moon the shot for Europa. To be honest, I um, think it's more for the future. I think I honestly don't think Grant Potter is back next year. Yeah, he is. No, yes, you is. can't keep a guy around like that. The way he's done, like, kidding me with the way Chelsea spends, they're gonna go find and they're gonna go get Antonio Conte again. No, and the, you know what? The coach, the owner, sorry, the new owner, whatever his name is, the guy that's just bags of money. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's getting rid of Potter this easily. They brought him in, they took him out of Brighton. Um, so I, I think he, get, I think he gets. A, since he left, he gets a full. You know, <laughs> Brighton's been good all year with him there too, man. Like they've been a solid team. Chelsea's been a mess. Uh, they're the talent. They haven't had any players. So now that they're bringing guys in, now let Potter play around with these guys to see what he can do. And that's what you see. But when you look at it, Chelsea is only seven points back of fifth with a game in hand on fifth place Tottenham. Right? So if they win that game, that means they're only four points back of fifth place Europa. That's very reachable in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. Seven points is a lot. especially in But with like a game in hand. Game in hand though, so really four points if they get that if they get that win of that game in hand. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't know. I, I just yeah, I don't I don't see it. Well, listen, honest. I like I like their odds a lot more of pushing up there as opposed to the team right above them in ninth place, Liverpool. Liverpool, Dude, they're in shambles. Well, man. so but look at this though. <laughs> so talking about points out of. Liverpool have two games in hand on Tottenham and are only seven points back. So if they win both of those games, that's one point back of a Europa League. However, they didn't make any big moves. They have nobody, no, wants, nobody, they, nobody wants to play for those bums, man. They, Who wants they to had, play for Liverpool? Okay, like, first of all, they're not team. bums. Relax. They're, oh, not they're, bums. Bums. they're not bums. They're not bums. I agree with Tony. They're bums. <laughs> they're not they're bums. bums. Like they're anyone not. that thinks Jude Bellingham's going to Liverpool is crazy. If he thinks he wants to waste his career, there. oh buddy, I got I got taken so hard today on one of those uh, soccer meme pages. It was like <laughs> um, uh, it was a picture of Jude Bellingham in a <laughs> Liverpool shirt. Oh man, my dog's freaking out. Someone's at the door in a Liverpool shirt, and I was like, oh my god, did they sign him? And it said, breaking news: Liverpool have reached an agreement with Borussia Dortmund regarding the purchase of Jude Bellingham. The agreement is he that it's no. never going to happen. <laughs> and, it like, and it got me so good because I was just like, oh, man. That was, like, that, for a second. That was like the OC man one I sent you and Steven with uh, oh, the man, man you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, uh, I, Liverpool, in my opinion, ha- still have talent, but everyone's hurt. They needed to bring in a midfielder. But when you look at the roster, you got Jota injured, Diaz injured, Firmino's injured, Konate's injured, Van Dyke's injured. You figured they'd have to bring someone in. Or like one or two players in. I mean, don't get me wrong. They brought in Gakpo. Okay. But other than that, they haven't done game. much. And sitting at ninth place, realistically for them, finishing top 10 might be an accomplishment with this team. 
Yeah, I figured Liverpool was going to try to make make something happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure all, all their focus has been shifted to, to Europe now. That's for sure. Has uh, to because they got nothing else going on this season. That's uh, you know, and they're not going to be Real Madrid. Well, yeah, yeah I don't not think so. Not with all these injuries, no way. I don't Are think so saying? either. And nothing, but... and nothing against and nothing against Gakpo. He's a good player, but he just does not look good playing for that Liverpool in that system. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, he does not him. look good. Like, it just does not look like the same guy that was out there in the World Cup, man. It takes time, dude. Ever The EPL, outside of the unicorn in Erling Haaland, it takes time to adjust to the play in the Prem. Tell that especially, to, tell that especially to my, a goal scorer. Tell that to my main man, Casa Magic, okay? Okay, let's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Except for goal scores. For goal scores, I mean. For midfielders, you can adjust pretty quickly. But for goal scores, it's a bit of an, an adjustment. Yeah, but AJ, Casemiro had it easy. He had no competition in that center mid in the menu. <laughs> he showed up and we're doing it my way or no way. So. <laughs> like, there was no, like, you need to get to the system. No, it's your system shit. I, you're doing what I want to do. To like, be fair, he, he didn't he did start the first few games, if you guys remember. He did Like, remember, he he took – it took – the coach took his yeah, sweet time came... saying, oh, we like what they're doing, so he's not going to start him. You remember that? They kept a freaking Fred and McDominay for the first – oh, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. Hey, to be fra- fair, Fred's, <laughs> Fred has looked pretty good over the past few weeks when he comes on. Oh, he, he would. You know what? I, I have no. You know what? Right now, the, there's only one complaint I have on Man U, and you know who it is. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we talk about Man U's purchases. I I know where we're talking there. Um, you know what? Why not? Why not hop into Man U right now? Let's talk their first purchase. Jay, what are your thoughts on Wout Weghorst? <laughs> oh boy, I. Exactly. So one, I fucking hate the fact that they gave him number twenty-seven. Because yeah, I, I love I love that number. He is useless. Like I just I think he's slow. He's terrible in the air. He has like you know you look at advanced stats and he has a great work rate. Okay, show it to me, right? And I hate the fact that he's playing striker. I hate the fact that Rashford was was in such good form, and then they fucking go and you know put this guy in there and he, you know we'll, we'll we'll see. I hate the signing and I don't like him either. Should have stayed at Burnley. It's I that's, that's my thinking on this. You're man. Was that Burnley or was it Besiktas? So he was on loan to Besiktas oh, from Burnley. Burnley. So, but here's here's my issue. You're man. You you're a top team in the prep. Why are you signing a striker that two that last season was playing in Burnley and only scored two goals in twenty appearances? How is that the guy you bring in? I don't get it. How is there no one else there that you can bring in better than him? Well, my initial thoughts on it was, okay, you know what? They're bringing in a big body because they want to start putting balls into the box. They want to start playing in the air, right? Man, use typical style is you play the ball low, you come up, you, you know, get up in the buildup and, and, and complete there. So uh, theoretically, you know, a guy that tall adds a different element to the to, to the game, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen anything of that. And, you know, Erickson's been one guy who can get the ball in the air. And uh, obviously he's he's gone down. Yep. Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like they're, they're wingers. Like a- 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 Anthony doesn't really uh, he doesn't cross the ball in the air very well. Uh, and who knows when Sancho if Sancho is coming back? But again, as another winger, he doesn't cross the ball very well in the air. And personally, Rashford to me is transformed more into a striker rather than a winger. So yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I get that he was, okay, Weghorst was a little bit on fire and on the loan to Bishkitas, eight goals and 16 appearances. That's nice, but that's the Turkish league. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get what's happening here. It was a weird pickup. He's already got, he got one goal in the, in the Carabao Cup or whatever that cup's name now. I don't even mm-hmm. remember. Like, not that. Who it, cares? What, was, was it the FA Cup that he got the goal in or was it the Carabao? I don't no, even it, was remember. A, it was a Carabao because yeah. it was the first leg, first yeah. leg against Nottingham. So again, like I don't see him. He's obviously not the permanent solution. He's only on loan. I think you're right. I think they just wanted a big body in to see if maybe they can play that style and then go out and buy one next season. But I, I, I don't like him either. He seems very goofy to me the way he plays. He doesn't play the position properly either, though. From what I watched the the last game, uh, the one over the weekend, like he just doesn't play like a striker that they, they need. Yeah, he looks. He looks out of you place. Know? Like he plays. Like he plays like he's a center mid. Yeah. In reality, like, and then I agree, like Rashford, the way he's been going, just let the guy play up front. Yeah, like, like he's playing good. I'm playing unreal. One of the best like, players in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, I think right now the best players in the world at this moment are him and Osteen. Yeah, well, let's not forget um, yeah, uh, Killian and Mbappe's no. definitely. You can't there. talk about the Farmers League. Let's not let's not bring up that. Rafa Rafa Liao is there. You, you put you put, uh, not Liao lately. <laughs> hey, listen, AC Milan's been shit. He's been great, though. They haven't been scoring many goals. But, uh, like, I don't know. You have a guy like Rashford who's putting in goals like no tomorrow. There's no need to bring a guy like uh, Woots, whatever, coming in. Exactly. Like course. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the other big move that Man you made, which they made today. Obviously, it was announced that. And you know what? In my opinion, this is – if you're a team like Liverpool, this has to kill you. Watching Man you find out – one of their players who's been a stud this year, Christian Eriksen, goes down, is out for four months. What do they do? They go out and they get a midfielder immediately to replace him. And not just any midfielder. They went and got out Marcel Sabitzer from Bayern Munich, who, in my opinion, is super underrated. He doesn't get yeah. a lot of time to shine in Bayern Munich, but how could you when the Bayern Munich, they got players like Kimmich, and they got guys in that midfield where Sabitzer doesn't get a lot of time to kind of show how good he is. But... This this guy is a solid player. Um, when when you see it, when he plays alongside Kimmich, uh, at times when he replaces Leon Goretzka or things like that, like he's he's always a step there. I think him and Casemiro on this Man U squad are going to be great. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if there's an option to buy because I know it's just a loan, um, but I bet you anything they're going to be spending the money to buy him at the end of this loan because he he's going to be a big signing. And that's the first thing I noticed when they when I saw that transfer. Was that uh, he's gonna he's gonna really fit well with Casemiro, his style of play is gonna fit really well. They're gonna connect really well in that mid, and Manu's got something solid going on for the rest of the year there. Yeah, but Eric Ten Hag loves Mc- oh McTominay's hurt, so yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I actually really like the signing, and like, like like you said, you know the way he plays with Kimmich in there, and you know mm-hmm. you, you know Kimmich Casemiro, you know. I mean, those are pr- two two pretty good guys to 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 kind of be your wingman, or you know, exactly to, to be the guy you know, kind of pulling the horse, and you know, you can if you can ride shotgun with them, you know, they're they're gonna make you better, so you have a little bit more freedom to kind of make make those mistakes. Uh, but yeah, no, Sabitzer, a great signing, you know. Manu's man, man actually done very well through like the summer the the, the summer transfer window, and the winter transfer window, other yeah. than other than Wote. 
Yeah, well, I mean, everyone's calling Anthony a flop. I don't get how they're calling him that. He's been solid enough. He's done. He's went for a crap ton of money, sure, but let him assimilate. He's been showing flashes of how good he can be. And I mean, bringing in Casemiro, Lissandro Martinez, who's been uh, outstanding when he plays. It, it's definitely been good transfers for Man United. No complaints on my end either. Let's go across to the other. Since we're talking Sabitzer coming from Bayern, let's talk about a player who's leaving Manchester to go to Bayern in one of the shock, biggest shocks of the transfer deadline uh, past few days was Joao Cancelo going to Bayern Munich. It Did anyone see this coming? My dad More thought than... I was lying to him when I told him. <laughs> I was I was shocked until I heard till I heard like the stories coming out of this transfer. Yes, you know, I... like. Go ahead. Like, like it was like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Man City lately, something seems off on this team since they came back from the World Cup. Like the way they were playing prior to the World Cup, compared to now, is a shell of themselves. Yeah, they saw Holland's GQ spread. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my god, let's not get let's not get back into that. I got those pictures out of my head finally, and now I gotta start seeing, seeing those again. Oh my goodness! But like in reality, like it doesn't. It looks like they're they're falling apart, and it's not the time for them to do that. And, now I don't know if, how many of you guys, if you either one of you have heard or read what happened with Kinsella and Pep, but suppose there's a big bust up between the two that, you know, that's why Kinsella hasn't been playing lately. Well, I think the so. bust up happened because Kinsella hasn't been playing lately, yeah. and Kinsella yeah. got got mad, and there was a dust up, and then he said, "All right, if you want to leave, I'll send you out." Yeah. Um, which is crazy to me. Kinsella is a player who just last year was Team of the Year. One of the best fullbacks, if not the best fullback in the world last year. Now top, people are gonna say five for sure. People are gonna say, what about his form uh this season? His form has slouched a little bit, but in my opinion, that's because Man City as a whole has slouched yeah. a little bit. And he like he's just one player, he can't do enough from that fullback spot to overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know if I agree with that. The one thing I will say about this is Bayern Munich just got a whole lot scarier for yeah. Champions League. Because Joao Cancelo was playing left back at Man City, which is not. He's a right back. And we all know Bayern Munich has another stud left back there. So now you got Joao Cancelo on the right, Alfonso Davies as the left. That's the best fullback partnership now in the world, in my opinion. I don't yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. 100%. I, yeah, I, I don't know. The only one that I could say maybe is getting close would be PSG because of Hakimi and oh, Nuno yeah, Menge, yeah. but. But I'd still take Cancelo and Alfonso Davies, man. Like, that's a scary, scary fullbacks that can attack you on the wings, but also are fast enough to come back. I, I think Bayern Munich, it's a very great deal for them. And the fact that it's only a 70 million buy option at the end of the loan, that mm-hmm. doesn't seem like that much for potentially what is the best fullback in the world. Well, that's, you know, just, that's just getting rid of him and making yes. some cash off of it. And, and, and that just tells me, like, you, you look at it, Cancelo. So, yeah, he wasn't playing with, with City. And, you know, then he goes to the World Cup. You know, he was left out. He was left out of the starting lineup for Delo, which I mean, you know, Delo's been play, playing great. So I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Diego Delo, uh, but he came back and he, he didn't really return to form. And is, is this just a matter of a, a player just regressing? Just you know, I get it. He's young, but yeah. he's, he's still only twenty eight. Yeah, but you know, I, I I I don't know. And that's and when I seen that that price take seventy million. For a guy who was touted as, you know, the best fullback in the world just a year ago, I start to ask questions. And like you said, you know, maybe there was a big dust up with Pep. 
so I don't know. But yeah, I did see it in the World Cup. He didn't have a good World Cup by any means. No. Uh, and you're right. His form has been poor all year. So uh, we'll see. I think. Uh, what what blows my mind though is that it's not like Pep had anyone to replace him. They're playing an eighteen. Thing, they're playing yeah. an eighteen-year-old English kid, Rico Lewis, as his replacement at right back. Yeah, like it makes the... no sense to me. If they had okay, if they had someone waiting in the wings that's a proven that talent that's yeah. in their prime that they have to replace him, sure. But this is an eighteen-year-old kid they have playing there now. I mean, okay, when you're playing teams like. Uh, Leicester, you can get by. Wolves, you can get by. But in Champions League, that's not going to hang. Like, that's not going to be enough. Like the next round, they'll get by. But then in the quarterfinals, when you look at the potential teams that could be there, Man City doesn't stack up as well as they should with that defense. I mean, nothing. Off- against, offense, nothing, yes, but defense, nothing, no. Like nothing against Ruben Diaz and Nathan Ake. Like they're both good center backs. They've but, both regressed this year, though. But Nathan Ake is playing better than Diaz right now. If I said that to you six months ago, you would have called me crazy. Yeah, I still call you right? crazy because they both suck. Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they've both been horrible. So, right? like, you look at you look at that you look at that defense. You're thinking, well, this yeah, City has that offense, but score uh, that many goals every game, probably. Well, but the problem is he's been doing he's been doing it, so it's hard to argue against it. It's like, why do we need defense? We got this fucking freak who's yeah. just gonna go and score four goals a game. Well, it's like it's no. like what we said last week on on the pod is that. Is Holland, even though he's scoring these goals, is he making this team worse because their defense is awful? Their defense has not been good over the past, even before the World Cup break, they were showing cracks there. And then Man U came out and beat them and things like that. Like their defenses were showing very big cracks. They didn't bring anyone in. Uh, their midfield has just been okay. De Bruyne to me hasn't been normal Kevin De Bruyne. He's still great, don't get me wrong, but he's not the Kevin De Bruyne that we're used to seeing and that could be coming with age. I don't know. Even Phil Foden, man, like he's not as good as he was last year or at the beginning of this season. Okay, guys, do me a favor. I don't want to ever hear this bullshit that (laughs) a guy who's scoring all the goals is making the team worse. Yeah, but no, Jay, it it, it is. No, Jay, when men was there, Okay. They do, man. When Man City was successful and doing with all those Premier Leagues and everything, they didn't have a good striker. They had fuck. They had Raheem Sterling playing striker. Now you put in a guy like Hall in there, you change your whole system up. It's not going to be the same. I, I know, but I, I, so I, 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 I see. It's, it's, I see where Jay's butter- coming from. No, no, I see where Jay's coming from. Well, where you it's can't a butterfly situation, but dude, that is what's happening in Man City. Is that? They were not used to having a striker. Well, I was so Holland to be out of the lineup for three weeks. I bet you City loses all those games. Well, yeah, they have no, they have no one to fill him in. But I and I see your point, and I understand what you're saying. What I think ha- think happens in that scenario is you get a team that thinks, okay, we have this goal scorer, we can kind of coast on defense because we're gonna push them offensively so much more. Yeah. But then if Holland has a bad game. Uh oh, they're down and they can't get back in it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not saying yeah. Holland makes the team worse, but it's the system it, it, when, in itself when, yeah, when you work look, when you, yeah, exactly. When you look at the system as a whole, yeah. it makes the team not worse. Worse is the wrong way to say it's different because you're right. A guy's breaking the record for most goals. That's not a bad signing by any means. No, no, it's not a bad signing, sign. but you're not, it's not going to, how do you say it? You're not going to win unless it, you change everything up. 
you know. It, it's tough. It, it It's tough. And you know what? Your people are going to see it. If, if Man City wins Champions League this year, no one's going to care. But if they don't, if they get out in the quarters or the semis, people are going to start talking, was it the right move? Um, I, I know we're talking transfers. I kind of want to, again, next team we're going to talk about is Arsenal. But before we talk about Arsenal, let's kind of do a little question here I saw post on Twitter. If the season ends today, who is the player of the year in the Prem? Is it Holland or is it Odegaard? Ooh, oh. I have actually a left field one, to be honest. Well, it's not fuck, too left field. Fuck off if you're left field. I swear to God, you come in here. No, with, Tony's <laughs> going to give us some fucking Chelsea no, player <laughs> or somebody from fucking oh, Napoli. No, no. You, you know, <laughs> it's the Georgian kid from Napoli. Uh, we were talking about so, Europe, yeah. Um, no, uh, I was surprised when we were talking about best players in the world. You didn't bring him up. <laughs> defender, we're talking about defenders. Oh, he's 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 up there, but I think Osimhen and Rashford. Are, but anyway, okay, Tony, let's, was, let's hear which Italian was, you're gonna pick. I was saying, I was gonna say Saka. Saka, I don't know. I think oh, Odegaard. Odegaard's more important to that team and been better this year than Saka, in my opinion. Uh, Saka's great. Don't get me wrong; he's been fantastic. But I still have Odegaard over him. But I think the race is between Odegaard and Holland right now. And I don't know, in my opinion, if Holland breaks the record for most goals, how do you not give it to him? Yeah, I agree. But what Arsenal's doing is pretty special. Like, I mean, like the, is, team, you know. the, the, the team of misfits uh, and Odegaard, it, Odegaard is, is the centerpiece in that, just holding everything together. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're 100% right. If, if Holland breaks the record, which he's going to do, uh, I think you you, you kind of got to give it to him. Like that, and that's what people are saying though. Like the Arsenal fans that are saying it should be Odegaard is okay. Holland was brought in this year, and Man City has gone from first place to second place. Arsenal has moved up to first place because, in part, to how great Odegaard's been. So it's it's almost like okay, Holland could score a thousand goals. But if the team doesn't win the league and they regress because they won the league the past few years, they regress to second place with him there. Does he really deserve to be the most valuable player or whatever, if you want to call it, uh, in that scenario? Which I do understand that side of it. But again, I still say I don't get how this guy doesn't get it if he breaks the record. Yeah, I, I think he'd still be the most valuable. I mean, like, anybody would want that many goals on the team, right? But he didn't bring value. He dropped the team from first place to second place. Yeah, but we all know it's not because of him. I agree. You know, I agree. Like, I'm just, I'm, not, just like, I'm playing the devil's the advocate you know? side. I'm playing the devil's advocate side of all. Oh, well, you got to think about it this way. But I, I do, I do wholeheartedly. I mean, Odegaard, Odegaard, yeah, he's had a fantastic season. But that whole team's had fantastic season. You know, everyone on that team has been playing out of their mind. They're literally firing you know? on all cylinders. Like every single player is playing. Like even Zinchenko. Like, I hated the guy when he was on Mincy. I thought he was overrated. But you watch him play with Arsenal, it's like, gee, this guy's actually pretty good. And now they got one more piece. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, exactly. let's talk about the move that <laughs> came in. He's not doing much. Um, I, I, Jorginho goes from 10th place to 1st place in one day because he, <laughs> Arsenal go out and splash, the, splash to make a move and bring him in. Um, I, I'll go first because if anyone's listened to this podcast before, they know my opinions on Jorginho. I think he's fucking god-awful. Even a few years back with Tony, when you were trying to argue after the Euro Cup that he should be in the player of the year, like belong the or conversation, I thought you were crazy. Because this guy, man, I don't see it at all. I, I, I don't think... No, he's very good at penalty kicks. I'll give you that. He's a penalty kick wizard. But everything else, I don't see it. And especially this year, he's been god-awful. 
Yeah, no, this year is in complete trash. I don't know I, why I, Arsenal won them. I mean, for twelve million, you can't really you can't really complain with that with that much. But I don't know. I, I don't see how he's going to fit in the team either. To be honest, like I don't think Arsenal need him. I I don't know. I just it doesn't. I can't wrap my head around that transfer at all. I think it's a form of a safety blanket. I think it's just in, injury insurance. Yeah, I could see possibly. That. I don't think he'll fit in perfect with that lineup, but the way Arsenal plays, like he doesn't have that style. Yeah, yeah. I see you that. It, it'll be interesting. You know what? You never know because a lot of these players in Arsenal, people were saying last year not, and then now this year they've turned it on and they're going. Maybe Arteta will know what to do to get Jorginho back to looking like he was uh, during Chelsea's Champions League run and things like that. Who knows? Maybe. But I think Jay's right. It, it's a security blanket deal in case an injury happens to them. They got a guy now who has experience uh, that they can put in. So, and as bad as Jorginho has looked this year, all of Chelsea's midfield has looked bad. So, how much is it just uh, yeah. playing to where you're at as a team? So, it, it, it's it's a move that definitely will take a lot to look at and say, okay, see how this will evaluate this at the end of the season to see how well it really worked. But again, like you said, twelve million dollars. There's not. That's that's chump change, right? Yeah. So, uh, so that's a that's the, really the only big move Arsenal made, I believe. I don't think they had anything else coming in. Just Jorginho, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, it, no, yeah. no other big ones coming in. I mean, um, the other big team that we haven't talked about. Obviously, we've talked about the five big uh, English boys. We haven't talked about Tottenham. Uh, they didn't. They didn't make much moves. They brought in Pedro Porro from Sporting Lisbon, who's a nice little player. I don't know how well he improves that team. Uh, the one team that, in my opinion, made a big splash is a relegation fighting team that's trying to get out of relegation and stay up in the Prem, and that's Nottingham Forest. They made pretty. Yeah, they got Felipe from Atletico Madrid. Uh, they got John Joe Shelby from not from Newcastle, and. <laughs> With the, the recent injury to Dean Henderson, they brought in Keeler Navas from PSG on a loan, which to me, that's a pretty big move for them to grab a guy like that. I, I think they've done enough now that they're going to be pretty safe where they're sitting right now, four points out of relegation. I think they're going to be safe. What do you guys think, Jed? Yeah, I think, you know, the, they definitely brought in some pieces that are going to kind of kind of help them stay there, you know, maybe move up a spot or Two, maybe, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think you hit it right on the thing. They're they're, they're safe, you know. Yeah, Nevis, Net, uh, Keeler Nevis is you know great goaltender to have back goaltender keeper uh, to have back there. <laughs> He's got the hockey mindset, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Felipe will you know he'll he'll help out there too. So, um, and, and you know what? It was when you look at it, it's a little bit of. A bargain shopping the way they did it. Like John Joe Shelby is an older guy, but he's mm-hmm. still a he's still a reliable EPL hand. Felipe is a bit older too, but they got him for two million euros. Like you know what I mean? Like not much. He's only he's thirty three, sure, but he's a solid center back. He's played solid for Atletico Madrid. Like I've always liked him because he's a Porto boy, but I think he'll somewhat fit in well on this team and do well enough. They they did not only did they do good moves. But they did very well for value of money, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Yeah, they basically spent. I don't know. They didn't spend too much. No, no, they did. They did some good moves. Their only bad move that they ever did was at the beginning of the year when they brought in Jesse Lingard, who I'm a big fan of, but he's been god awful. Um, for been a tough sledding for, for 
Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I got actually, there's one more team we could talk about in the Prem before we move on and talk about some other transfers. Um, Because I know Tony, me and you have big disagreements on this one. Weston McKinney goes to Leeds from Juventus. It's a loan with a 33 million euro purchase option, which to me, that's, that's a pretty low purchase option for, a player like Weston McKinney, I think that's a great buy for Leeds. I think it's a it's a great deal for the, for both team and player. Um, he gets to play now with his American coach, two American coaches, because now they got Chris Armis there, that piece of shit. They got him as an assistant coach, um, and, and you know that there's an American coach there. He's got a few of his buddies there, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson, I believe, are the two that are on Leeds. Like, he's got it's it's a it's very good for. Weston McKinney, in my opinion, because he's going to be in a comfortable area where he can grow. It's good for Leeds because they brought in a player that's been playing at the top level in Italy in the mid that was one of their better players, in my opinion, over the past few years to bring mm-hmm. in. And it's and it's a big win for the U.S. men's national team because they're going to have the chemistry now of this midfield of McKinney uh, playing along with Tyler Adams and like they're going to. It's 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 win win win. I don't see how you don't like this move, Tony. Because I think he's better quality than that. I'm surprised Newcastle didn't go after him or he didn't aim to go for a team like Newcastle or Brighton, like Europe. Because McKinney's the type of player, like, he deserves to be in European competition. Doesn't deserve to be in relegation battles. You know, like, I don't see Leeds squeezing in. And honestly, I wouldn't, like, I don't think they'll get relegated, but I don't see They're not Leeds, getting relegated. Like, I know, and I know, but I don't see them being a European team next year or the year after that. So it's like, why do you want to be – like, I get you have the American coach and, and your friends, but to me it's a waste of his talent. Well, hey, he's also with your buddy. Your, um, um, your forward of the future for Italy, Ganotto. The difference is Ganotto is younger than McKinney. Yeah. Well, McKinney's you know, only 24. Like, Ganotto like, can use that as a stepping stone. McKinney, if it doesn't go right at Leeds, it's like, shit. Like, you went from Juventus to Leeds and you still can't do it at Leeds. Yeah, but how how much how much are you licking your lips as a U.S. men's national team fan with Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, and Weston McKinney playing in that midfield together and getting that chemistry before this Gold Cup that's coming up? Hot take: Leeds is getting relegated. No, they're not. You're crazy. No, it's the way the teams are there, man. You got Bournemouth, Everton, Southampton. No way. Boro is gonna drop. Boro is gonna jump them. Birdmouth <laughs> ain't going nowhere. They are god awful. Yeah. Southampton. They are actually South- only one point up. I I'm telling you. Point. Yeah, like Leeds, it's not out of the question. Leeds yeah, has a game in hand. Pump the brakes. Leeds has a game in hand. Their goal difference is pretty. <laughs> it's, pretty it's astronomical. Good. Leeds. Leeds are minus seven. Leeds are minus seven, and Bournemouth is minus twenty-three. Like that is astronomical. <laughs> Leeds have been playing better this year than Nottingham Forest. They've been playing better than this year than Crystal Palace. They've been playing better than Leicester City this year. They've just had an unfortunate run of matches against some teams that they should have beaten. That they have it was, It's been an unfortunate first half. They're going to turn around. There's no way this team gets relegated. The the really realistically, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton. If they don't end up getting relegated, I don't know who drops into that place. It could be Wolves, which sucks because I love Wolves, but I I don't know. It's going to be a battle. I don't think Leeds will get relegated. But yeah, you're probably right, but I'm going to say it. 
Yeah, hey, listen, we'll, 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 you can, we'll come back to it at the end of the year and you can either come in and gloat, but don't worry, we'll, we'll have you on the episode where we reveal what jersey Tony has to buy because Man U is going to finish above Chelsea know. this year and Tony's going to have to grab a jersey. <laughs> a nice Man U. Chelsea, man. <laughs> I'm a no way, I'm no getting way. him a Harry Maguire jersey. If, if Harry, <laughs> Harry Maguire is actually growing on me. Oh, stop. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's great. Not yeah, having, I'm stopping this now. I'm not not having him playing, it's great. <laughs> I, I love having Harry Maguire on the bench. It's, well, it's well, great. Suppose, suppose he enters. Well, well so that's what I was going to say. Inter Milan is pursuing Harry Maguire. And I actually think it would be a good move for both Maguire, obviously. But also, I don't think he'd be bad on Inter. He plays solid when he's in England. He just cannot do it at Man U, and there's been so much behind him here that it's just not going to work here. He needs a change of pace. You know who else needed a change of pace? Tomori. He went to AC Milan, and he found new legs um, uh, in the Serie A with AC Milan. Can Harry, I don't see why Harry Maguire can't find his England form, um, the way he plays for England, at a team like Inter Milan. I think that would be a great move for him. And he would shut up all the Man U fans that hated him if he goes out and plays well, which I think he would. But at Man U, he is the biggest piece of trash ever. One of the worst signings in club history. They they need to get rid of him. I would pay England, someone to take him. England fans would be happy because then he won't have to play for England anymore. Now they'll never call him up again, yeah, if he <laughs> yeah. plays in the Syria. How, how come no one's talking about Newcastle not really doing anything? Yeah. I We... we <laughs> We said it too, is Newcastle, the fact that they have not bought a striker is insane. They got Anthony Gordon, man. Oh. <laughs> no, they got their, stri- their strikers coming next year. He's just, he's just t- getting a tan to Saudi Arabia right now. Yeah, he's just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, next year might not be enough, man. They're in a battle for top four right now. And the only way they get that trans, that, um, uh, the only way they get that, that Saudi striker right now is if they finish top four. And there's going to be a lot of teams for coming sure. for their. There's going to be a lot of teams coming for that spot, man. Yeah, no, they have top four. I think the top four and what you see now is what's going to be. Uh, I don't see you know, Tottenham squeezing it. So. You know, again, you're not wrong, but you never. I will never put up a pass a team like a Liverpool or a Chelsea finding their legs and making it through. Tottenham could push. Brighton could push. Um, if there's nice teams if there that can make did, moves, but... I'm just Newcastle has been the best defensive team in the league. They just tie so many games because they can't score goals. How do you not go out and find any striker to come in? I said it last week that they should have gone out and got Gonzalo Ramos from Benfica, uh, the young kid that was playing well for Portugal to come in because they probably get him on a he he'd be a bit expensive, but it's it's you're building for the future now, anyways, right? So grab him early, get him in the Premier League now, and get him developed. I don't know how they didn't bring in any strikers. It's it's nuts to me because this team could be so good defensively. They're the best team in the league, so I don't know. Jay, do you think they finish top four? I do, I do. I know, I know. I, we had this conversation uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said not a chance. But yeah, no. After watching them, you're absolutely right. They're just too solid defensively, and I and I think the gap. I mean, Tottenham is what three points back of United. Four, uh, yeah, four, yeah, three yeah. three points back of both United and Newcastle. But Newcastle and United have a game in hand on Tottenham. Yeah, um, and then, uh, it falls off pretty deep. So for that top four to kind of change something drastic is going to have to happen. And you're right. You know, Chelsea and Liverpool have, have the, they have the cape. Um, 
I don't see it happening. I, I one with Chelsea, I you know, even with all these new signings and stuff like that, I, I don't see it happening. Liverpool's got that seven-year clock going against them, and that, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. So, uh, yeah, I, I I I see Newcastle getting into Europe next year. I hope so because it's a fantastic story. I just I'm mind mind fucked that they didn't go out and buy a striker. They have they they have tied for the most draws in the Prem this year. Like I was saying, if if just three of those draws that were like 0-0 against shitty teams at the bottom, if just three of those games changed to wins, they're now sitting in second place and with a, with a close eye on looking at first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Yeah, it, it really didn't hurt them to go out there and get a striker. I don't know. Such a dramatic shift. They could have gone to set someone to get those those goals that they needed. I don't understand it. Um, they, they are looking fantastic, though. I hope they finish off works. I'd love to see what they do in the next offseason transfer window. Um, they, they, can, make, they can make a lot of noise. And like you said, if they finish top four in Champions League, Ronaldo has that clause in his contract. He could come. Does it happen? I don't know. But you, you never know. And that'd be interesting as hell to see. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's 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 it'd be a tight one. I mean, other than that, I mean, I feel like every big transfer this year was pretty much English prem prem related. Like, not many big transfers happen outside of the prem between two non prem teams. I mean, unless I missed any. No, nah, the only the only funny thing that happened outside the prem was Barcelona trying to get players in the league well, yeah. telling them no. <laughs> yeah, they they tried bringing in Amrabat for the the guy the Moroccan who had an unreal World Cup and that fell through. Um, like it's, and then they even said that uh, I think it's Gabby's contract is uh, reportedly going to be taken away or shut down from La Liga because it's just oh, they have to get rid of like two hundred million in in their salary to register. Like it's crazy in Barcelona right now. Yeah, well, did you hear about the, what happened with the LA Galaxy player? No. Uh, so, so Julian Araujo, who yeah. plays for the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um. Barcelona missed the deadline on his paperwork by less than a minute today. <laughs> well, that was like De Gea a few years ago. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but come on, how do you miss it by less than a minute? I don't know. I don't you, know. You paperwork. Chelsea did that. Yeah, yeah three the, times. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong paper. Yeah, listen. And listen, I just find it funny, though, that they're so desperate for players. They're looking at MLS youngsters now. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I mean, that, that, that's a shit show in Barcelona, man. Yeah, Honestly. but listen, Julian Araujo will always be a, a, a fan. Of, I'll have him as a fan because he could have played for U.S., but he chose to play for Mexico. So <laughs> 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 he was born in the States, but but he uh, he he chose to play for Mexico, which which I do enjoy. So and he had to actually file this a one time switch. I remember reading about this a while ago. I think this was last year. He originally he did play for the U.S. Uh, because Io Akinola got hurt. And he replaced him in the U20 World Cup. And then when he went to, they played one or two games with the state's men's team. And then he had to file a one-time switch for to FIFA in order to join Mexico. So not only did he could have played for them, he actually had to file a switch away from them. So just love him because fuck the state's men's team. Uh, I, I gave them too many compliments with that whole Leeds talk. I had to go back and say some bad stuff about them, especially with the Gold Cup coming up. But yeah, you're right. Outside of Barcelona, not being able to grab anyone, um, not many big big deals 
outside for other Europe teams. Uh, one one to note that affects kind of us being CONCACAF boys and being in Canada. One of the biggest Mexican talents that has been hailed as like the next big player out of Mexico, Diego Linez, who went to Europe. Uh, he actually went to Braga or he went to Real Batiste, but then Batiste loaned him out to Braga. He's flopped so hard. Again, he's only 22, but he's flopped so hard that now he's back in the Mexican league at Pumas. Uh, they, they were able wow. to gra- grab him today, which to me, it's when people look at it, okay, it's a 22-year-old Mexican kid going back to Mexico. It's not a big deal, but a 22-year-old only being bought by 15, for 15 million uh, euros when he's 22 and going back to Mexico, that, that's the sign of a bust. Am I wrong saying that? Nope. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's a pretty big big move for them, and thank God too because on the flip side of me praising him, Araujo playing for Mexico at the same time, fuck Mexico too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't think of any other major deals that we've missed um, o- over in Europe. Not too many other big ones, I don't think. PSG, I don't think they brought anyone in. They tried to get Ziyech, which I think we talked about already. They couldn't. They weren't able to get him. Um. Yeah, no, no other big ones. So let's talk about the other big move that affects us. And we talked about it last week. We said we hope it push, pulls forward. So this week we can say he's on the team. And it looked like it is. Uh, Sigurd Rosted, the Norwegian center back with a helmet, is signed for TFC. And he's actually being flown into LA right now where, they, where TFC is doing their preseason. He's going for his physicals and whatnot, but all looks good. We just signed a six foot two center back from Norway, which I think is a fantastic sign. Tony, oh, I know yeah. you were saying like it, it's just it's you know what? It, it feels much like when they brought in like Yeah, it's um like brought in Chris Mavinga, like it's just one of those guys that he's he's float, floating around in Europe. And now he's gonna come here and I think he's gonna Well, be I was play. reading some things from this team they formerly played Bromby and they all they said is good things about him. Like the fans, the tweets I've been reading like you know, they're just praising this guy and everything he's done. I mean, he helped them bring a championship back to that to that team. So I think it's going to be a great move. I mean, like I said last week, half-decent defenders from Europe excel in this league like no tomorrow. So I think he'll do really well. And you have a guy like Matt Hedges beside him who I think it's like that Drew Moore, Chris Bavinga. Even a Shane O'Neill. So. Even a Shane O'Neill, you know, I think he'd be okay yeah. beside him too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot what Shane O'Neill. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, I think you, I think he's gonna fit perfectly in this team. Yeah. Let's not sugarcoat it. Anybody moving into that back end is is gonna help. Yeah, from so last season to now, yeah, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it is a massive improvement. We said at the beginning of the year, uh, we said be complete. completely retooled because it's just not good enough um it's just it was not good enough moving it was having an off year we had no fullbacks outside of Crescito. like it's it's been tough but now when you look at the back line of again let's say hedges in the middle with rosted and then that petretta kid that we brought in and richie larea that's a solid back line and they're decently young other than hedges everybody else is like 25 and under so yeah Sorry, yeah, Ross says 28. No, though, that's that prime. We, we don't yeah. need young guys to develop. We need guys in their prime, right? And you yeah. know what? I could be wrong because I don't know if they've played a game together, but 
I think this Rostad guy, he's definitely been in the Norway team, might not have played with Holland and Odegaard, right? So well, more than likely, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's those are good players to be around in the locker room. So I, uh, I, I, I'm pretty stoked about that signing, Jay. Since we didn't, we we, we were talking a lot of TFC last week. What are your kind of hopes for TFC this year? What do you what do you realistically think TFC can accomplish? I, I, I think. Listen, getting getting to the playoffs is gonna be is gonna be a little bit of a grind, uh, but I, I you guys said it last week, and I think this is the key to the season is Bernadeschi and Insignia. If they can stay healthy, TFC can be a challenger. Yes, yeah. sir, I agree. Let's go TFC. Because I mean, what well, one thing we were worried about last year is how's their attitude going to be with the team and. And Sinia seems happy, and Bernadeschi seems excited to beyond belief. Bernadeschi seems like he's I've one never... of the happiest Toronto athletes out there. <laughs> I've never oh, yeah. seen a guy so excited to be in Toronto during the winter. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean probably because they're going, they're going to LA. I would have been excited too. Like, I get me out of the snow, but like that video of him at the preseason camp when they all got to the training ground, how happy he was, excited. That's good money well spent because that's what you need after all those years of just. Shit, yeah, you know. I was the I was the first one to admit when we signed Bernadeschi, I wasn't as bit the biggest fan of his from his time at Juve when I watched him with Ronaldo there. I was kind of hesitant, but man, he's won me over by a mile. Like he's probably one of my favorite players on this team right now. I, I absolutely love him. And yeah, I think you're right, Jay. I think this team can make waves. It's gonna be a tough grind getting the place. It always is an MLS, though, especially this year with that stupid tournament breaking up the, the, yeah, the so schedule in, in the summertime. Um, it's it's gonna be a tough grind, but I do think that this TFC team can be a legit contender this year. And the only problem is is Jesus. Well, I yeah, if, I don't know. Like they still have that <laughs> open DP spot. They can bring in a designated player, right? They might have to wait till July to do it, and when the next transfer window opens, but that spot's still there. Yeah, but guys, holy shit, we've gone for almost an hour. <laughs> Man, you know when when the transfer win- when the transfer windows happen, there's so much to talk about. But you know what? I I think uh, I think this is a good stopping point. We covered most of the transfers. There's some big games coming up. We'll be back here talking about them all next Thursday with Champions League coming back, of course, which is always an exciting time. Uh, before we wrap up, let's just quickly go over the Champions League. It comes back not next week, the week after. Uh, it's, what's, uh, is it next week or is it the week after? It's the week uh, after. 14th, there you go. I, th- yeah. I thought it was the 7th. So it's the 14th. We got a week to go. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and we'll discuss all Champions League next week. We got through the transfers this week. Jay, thanks so much for coming on, man. Much appreciated. No, it's always appreciated having you on. Next time, hopefully, you can take Tony in the in the in the guest the player game. But I wouldn't hold you have your hopes up high, man. Tony's a juggernaut at the game. <laughs> He's friggin' cheat codes, man. <laughs> Tony's a dynasty at that game. We're gonna have to switch, up, have to switch up the games. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, I'll have to figure out a new game to play because it's just we just got to retire this one. But all right, so listen. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back here next Thursday. You can find us everywhere at FootyLG on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, and Apple Music. Uh, And that's it for us. From behalf of myself, Tony, and Soccer Guy Jay, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.